It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Good afternoon, sports fans, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk with you until 6 o'clock. Right here on News Talk 1400, DWS. Phone line is open, 356-9397. If you'd like to join us, we'll be talking some Illinois football. Camp continues, media day tomorrow, fan appreciation day coming up uh, later on in the week. We've also got Illinois basketball in Italy, getting set to play a game tomorrow. And anything else that might be on your mind on this Monday night. Matthew, how you doing? Matt Daniels? Doing well, Steve. How are you? Bob Osmussen in from football practice. How's it going, Bob? I'm red. But yes, I'm Do you think he's fun. red? He doesn't red. look as bad as he did on Friday. I was worse, but I'm stalled. I just know he and Scott are in full short season. So For it's till the November, right? Well, no. I mean, the, the two <laughs> plus weeks of the year that I get to wear shorts every day. So in that regard, probably my favorite two plus weeks of the year. Well, for my money, you can wear shorts every day. <laughs> Well, thanks, Steve. Uh, it's, it's now official on the radio, so the rest of the year. I'm the only one here that hasn't been out to training camp, so I can't I can't wear shorts to, to work, apparently, and uh, I have absolutely no earthly idea what's going on at football training camp besides what I read uh, from these two guys and from listening to you on the radio, Steve. We had the show out there on Saturday and had several guests on day number two. Today was day number four. Do you see anything uh, new, Bob? Anything that uh, that gets you fired up? Uh, sure. No, Jack, I Jack just, Cornell was there. Right. Jack Cornell. That fires me up because Jack Cornell was here. I think he played in three bowls in, in five years. Former offensive lineman Correct. from 07 to 2011. Correct. Good player. Really Native good player. Of Quincy. Played in the NFL for a little bit. And, Got uh, a ring. Right. The Ravens. Quincy Notre Dame product. Now he's the back coach there coaching, there. right? Uh, yeah, he was excited first to see the new Smith Center, and also just to see the lineman. I think it likes Bob McClain, which I do too. I think it likes how they look. Generally, the offensive line should be the best part of the team, frankly, because they've got all these guys back, plus inserted a guy from Alabama, so it should be pretty good. I think it will be good. I think the best part of the team is the running backs. Well, of course, right. that goes hand-in-hand hand with the offensive right. line. I Good get that. point. Yeah, that's true. As far uh, as depth goes and, and quality depth. Yeah, if they stay healthy, the running back should have a good year. I, I would think Reggie Corbin will be able to du- duplicate 1,000 yards. I think Mike, Mike Epstein, if he's healthy, which he appears to be, is going to have a nice season. He's uh, I think he turns 21 tomorrow, I believe. His dad contacted me. He said he's legal tomorrow, so I assume <laughs> that's 21. <laughs> And he said, Mike's, uh, Mike's going to be careful, which I thought was good. They're being careful with him, kind of oh, yeah. giving him a day off every now and then. But I noticed the other day, Scott, that it looked like Epstein had a little extra pep in his step, but maybe a, another gear that we haven't seen. Of course, he's had injuries both years that uh, curtailed his playing time, but I thought he looked pretty good. Yeah. 
Well, Sunday he broke a couple of runs that reminded me a little bit of the South Florida game. He had one mm-hmm. you know, really big carry uh, in that game, and maybe that was I mean, it was obviously before he got hurt again. But uh, maybe the best that you know, I've seen him you know, was with that run, and then you know, yesterday uh, in practice, he just because he can, he's got the, you know, the size where he can you know take a couple of knocks, and obviously you know at this point the defense is basically if you can get two hands on a guy that constitutes a, a tackle, even if eh, maybe not, but he can kind of weather those, and then he's got I think speed that. He doesn't get talked about enough because when he turns the corner, then like he can he can go, but uh, he's looked good. And today, I thought Dre Brown might have been the best running back on the field. So I don't, he doesn't maybe get enough you notice because there's some some good guys at the top. But he, yeah, finally another guy finally healthy. I mean, he missed two full years and then mm-hmm. part of another. And even last year wasn't you know, healthy at the beginning of the year, but he is now um, for the moment. Hopefully, it, st- it stays that way for him, but. He you know, broke several big runs today. Practices, by the way, are open to the public. They will not practice tomorrow. It's media day tomorrow. So they've got kind of a day off. they they got to hang around and talk to us and <laughs> get their pictures taken. That's and that kind fun, of thing. right? That's <laughs> well, fun. I'm sure it is uh, for somebody. But uh, And then they'll be back on the field on uh, Wednesday. They normally practice from 10 to 12. That fan appreciation day Saturday is 4 to 6 in the afternoon. Right. So a chance for fans to get out and get some autographs. I'll ask you guys both, and then I'll chime in with what what I think as well. If the season started tomorrow, who would be the starting quarterback? Brian and Peters would I agree. be the starting quarterback. I agree. Scott, are you in on that? That will be my first instinct, but there have been some times in the last few days where Matt Robinson might sneak into that spot. and just I think today he probably got the most reps of the, the – Top three guys, including Isaiah Williams and Brandon Peters, that may consider in the hunt for that that job. Um, we'll see. I, it, the difference between this year and last year is, at this point last year, I think we all knew it was AJ Bush. Right. And no right, question. Right now, I, it's not a clear cut thing for Brandon Peters even. No. Although I think just being the older guy that they brought in specifically to be the older guy puts him probably at the top. But I don't know. Don't sleep on Matt Robinson. Well, and the problem with analyzing Isaiah Williams at this point in time is what he does best. They're not touching him. That right. cannot be utilized exactly. in, in practice. And yeah. it's, it's his job to, to make guys miss, and you don't get a chance to see that when you can't really touch the quarterbacks. I project we will see him early in the season, probably op- probably the opener. Sure. I'll be, I'll be stunned if he doesn't play some. Now, whether or not he's the starter, I think that's that's a month away, but – he could be the starter. I, I said a long, a long starter, but I've sort of changed my mind a little bit because I think you can do some of what you need to do with him in terms of getting ready without burning his year this year. Well, he's got four games to do that too. Right. What so that rule is awesome for Illinois because yeah. they kind of needed need that for certainly for for him. We'll see what else what else happens. Well, it's kind of interesting with Isaiah Williams, at least in the. First four days of camp, so you take with that what you will. But in the individual drill stuff, he sometimes looks just fine, a little pedestrian sometimes. But when they've gone eleven on eleven, and he can use his feet a little bit mm-hmm. and you know, evade the other pass rush, he looks a lot better. How right. is how is he as a thrower? 
Oh, he's good. Thanks Not as good as Brandon Peters. Okay. Right. To be expected. I'd, yeah, probably, Peter, I'd probably put him and Matt Robinson pretty close in terms of Peters has a big time arm. There's no doubt, and and Peters I think moves around a little better than I thought maybe he would. Yeah, I mean he's definitely not the guy that's going to just tuck and run because he feels like it. Right. But he can you know, extend plays. I mean, you don't have to be a, a sprinter as you know a quote unquote running quarterback. I mean, you look at a guy like Ben Roethlisberger who's huge. I mean, six five, two hundred and well. <laughs> However many pounds he wants to say is a lot, <laughs> but he keeps plays going because he can just move around a little bit. Is uh, he in any way? And I don't think uh, comparisons to Wes Lunt are maybe accurate. Is he in any way like a Chase Crouch when it comes to escapability and, and getting out of the pocket? I don't think he's going to be a a run first quarterback like Crouch was though at Illinois. He's somewhere in between Wes Lunt and Chase Crouch because okay. I think Chase would run just for the fun of it yes. and then try to run people over. Uh, a lot like that. It was uh, like 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 that. But a lot. Uh, definitely more mobile than Westlunt, who was not mobile. Maybe like a Riley O'Toole. Maybe maybe more like that. Although Riley Riley is bulky. Yeah. Riley liked to run too. They didn't use him as much as maybe they should have in hindsight because he became quite a runner. Obviously, the Northwestern game he won the game because of that. So yeah. so I don't know. Maybe like Westlunt frame, but a Fair little enough. more of the Riley O'Toole. Yeah, he's a better guy. He's right. definitely a big, good-sized guy. Yeah, he's like Lunt, essentially, size-wise. Size-wise, yeah. Height and weight and everything. Phone line is open, 356-9397. If you've been out to practice and you have any questions and or comments, feel free to join us. If you haven't been out to practice and you have any questions or comments, we'd like to hear from you as well. Has Bob moved from the shade on the hill Not at much. all during practice? I Bob, tell you. Bob knows where the shade is. He was <laughs> right. in the, Yesterday, I, I rolled in there and... He was in the t- media tent that's, that, with that's a perfect the spot to, to look right out. Watch everything and don't get, go and get fried. So it was a good thing. Today I was up on the hill, which is kind of where Steve had the show on Saturday. Good idea, first of all. And also it's there's shade up there. You get great perspective of the whole place. I would tell fans, it's a little hard to get there for fans because we can cr- mm-hmm. we basically own the place. We cut across <laughs> the road. We cut across the field. They have to kind of w- go around. But I'd say it's worth it because you can see kind of three fields. It, so it, yeah, and it depends on what field is well, the main at, field. Right there. At, yeah, yeah, we we got lucky with the uh, with the Saturday being the uh, the furthest field towards the softball field. Right. So that hill was in that shade of the only tree was in the perfect <laughs> position. That place is a really good setup, though yeah. I will say it's it's much better, and I love going around Tool, but this is a great deal for Illinois because so close. Something goes wrong, and they have to go get whatever mm-hmm. extra set of pads or whatever. They're fine, and if it rains, it's going to be much better that they're here. Yeah. And apparently, it might rain tomorrow, although they're not practicing, That's so right. it doesn't matter. It's just media day tomorrow. We get wet. That's okay. We'll go to the f- we'll go to the phone lines, and uh, Carl is on the air with us. What do you say, Carl? Uh, not much. I uh, I was just thinking about on Saturday. Lauren was talking about there were some more speed guys, which kind of excites me because over the years, Illinois hasn't had much speed, and that's when it's been been one of the big problems over the last 40 years or so. And so I'm encouraged by that. Scott, how how are you seeing the team speed as far as improvement goes? Well, they've added some freshmen that are very fast. You know, Kyron Cumbie. And Marquez Beeson were you know, both also 
track standouts in Texas where mm-hmm. there's a lot of fast guys. Um, so, yeah, I think you know, Trevon Sidney has got some good speed and has shown that when he's been returning some punts. Uh, but, yeah, there, there's more guys that are fast than Illinois had in the last few years. It's just If you look at, like, last year's Maryland game where – they just ran all over the Illini defense. They had so many guys that they could get out in space and then just put on a burst of speed. Illinois at least has a couple now that they can maybe answer that with. Everybody looks faster to Lauren, though. He, everybody, he sees everybody is faster because he's moving a little slower. That, that may be true, but I noticed the the speed as well. Yeah, it's, it's there. You're going to say that about me? No. Sorry, right, Bob, no, Bob, Bob always thinks that every <laughs> coaching hire is great. So. Just Lauren. But I, I do think that, that – Clearly, that's been a point of emphasis during recruiting because they were, Carl's right, they were not fast enough over the last, I'd say maybe, not. I don't think 40. I think some of the Zook teams, we had some great speed, and I think some of the Ron Turner teams had some great speed. But I think generally, you think of teams like in the South that are a lot faster, I think that's something they don't need to do. Anything else, Carl? Well, I was just wondering, Steve, you mentioned Kent Brown was at the top of your list of favorite Cub fans. I was wondering when I stood on the list. <laughs> you're on, you're on, on number two. You're on the list, Carl. Okay, thank you. Thanks, yep, thanks Carl. Thanks Appreciate it. As I mentioned, that's a short list. <laughs> <laughs> I told Ken he was my favorite Cub fan, but uh, that's uh, not a very long list. But uh, we do that in good fun, talking uh, baseball. We'll talk a little baseball on this show before it's over with, coming up before 6 o'clock, 520 Three is the time right now. We'll take our first time out, talk some more football, got some other questions for the guys from football practice. We'll talk Illinois basketball as well. Phone line is open, 356-9397. If you'd like to join us on Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. Five twenty-seven Monday Night Sports Talk with Matt Daniels, the sports editor of the News Gazette. And beat writers Bob Osmussen, Scott Ritchie, with you until 6 o'clock this evening. The phone lines open 356-9397. Talking Illinois football. We'll talk some Illinois basketball shortly as well, as the basketball team is in Italy, getting set for game number one of four games this week. That'll be at noon, champagne time tomorrow. More on that coming up, but we'll stick with football here for a little bit. Four days in the books, I guess, Scott, when they hit the practice field again, on Wednesday, won't it be about time for full pads? I think it should be because they've had yeah. two days now and just uh, shoulder pads. So shells. Shells. <laughs> <laughs> trying to, you know. All this lingo in August that by the time the, the season rolls trying around. to eliminate it. But, uh, yeah, so I think that should be the, the goal. And I, I talked with Alex Palczewski today, and he's more than pleased that they were at least in shoulder pads because he said that even when there weren't, like, the offensive line, defensive line are told to go half speed. Well, they don't. <laughs> So right. they those get a little, the little more protection. Those are the only guys that basically go full speed from the get-go. Yeah, and uh, 100% contact, which he yeah. enjoys. And the offensive line has been handing it to the defensive line, especially in their one-on-one drills so far. So that's two days' worth of camp. So, right. again, it's, it's early, but that's either a good thing or a bad thing, <laughs> which is basically <laughs> everything, that ha- everything that happens in camp can be seen from right. both angles. Yeah, if the offense does well one day, that's encouraging, but exactly. then, it's, then it's worrisome for the defense and, and vice versa as yeah, well. You just don't know. You can't tell much when they're playing against each other. But let's, start, let's stay on offense. We talked about the quarterbacks a little bit before the break. Who else on offense may 
Bob, have surprised you or impressed you so far? Well, the USC guys, the mm-hmm. receivers, Josh. Imitore Bebe. Imitore Bebe. I'm just Josh. We just call him Bebe, too. And Dwayvon Sidney. They look good. Every time you watch them, they're doing something pretty cool. They're both athletic. Uh, Josh is taller, what, 6'2", maybe 6'3". Trayvon Sidney's a little smaller. But they both, what Illinois needs more than anything is Brandon Lloyd or Geronimo Allison or somebody like Mikey Dudek, somebody like that. Big time go-to receiver. So if either of those guys are close to that, that team's going to be better. What they need more than that is fewer balls on the ground. Correct. Or none, but yes. And it looks to me like in the three of the four practices that I've seen, they're catching the ball better. They are. And I think some of that, too, is uh, being comfortable with the quarterbacks. Even though though, uh, they haven't all been there very long, it doesn't matter. They seem to be putting the ball in in the places where they need to put them. So that's that's critical. But you're right. Last year, the games especially, they dropped way too many passes. And it cost them games probably. Offense, Scott Ritchie, who's impressing you? Well, I'm going to stick uh, at wide receiver, but uh, Casey Washington, mm-hmm. you know, the freshman, has, well, like Bob said, he's catching the ball, which is, I think, always good. first step. But um, he, I think he rivals Trevon Sinio. It was just like the kind of spectacular catches that he can make. And, um, you know, Rod Smith you know, talked about Casey Washington a little bit today. It was like could be a guy that they play early. And, I mean, I don't think a lot of the, the freshmen from this class are necessarily going to play right away. I mean, I think in, in theory, Illinois wouldn't want very many of them at all to play. I mean, that's, that's why they played all those freshmen in 2017, so they'd have veterans now. But I think Casey Washington, at least through four days of camp, uh, I think I'll use that qualifier uh, a lot but he has uh i think played well enough where he's definitely going to be in consideration to get some some really playing time. he's got pretty good size too he's 16 oh, yeah. freshman how has uh how has dominic stampley looked champagne native centennial product who had some some flashes last year especially at maryland yeah i mean he's been fine he's he had some drop issues you know, last year and he hasn't been perfect this season but I mean, the, the trouble there is, you know, at that slot receiver position, Trevon Sidney mm-hmm. has passed him. And, you know, Donnie Navarro, the, the walk-on transfer from, from Valpo, who sat out last year, has looked really good. And he also catches basically everything thrown his way. Naperville native, Nico Valley product, just like Mikey Dudek. So maybe, maybe it's a, Maybe that's the guy. Yeah. Again, need a go-to guy. That's a critical – maybe – Three go-to guys. doesn't have to be one person catching 100 balls, but two guys catching 40 or 50 would be huge for this team. Another interesting guy while we're on the subject of receivers is uh, number 80, Edwin Carter, who suffered that very serious knee injury, season-ending knee injury in the Western Illinois game. He's back, and he thinks he's going to be ready to go and ready to play. And he's uh, once they put the pads on, it'll be interesting to see, Scott, how how careful they are with him, but he wants to play. Yeah, and he's been on the one-day-on, mm-hmm. one-day-off schedule, so he was he did not practice uh, today. But, uh, I mean, he obviously was productive in very, very limited time last year. I mean, two touchdown catches in his debut as a freshman, true freshman, uh, before that really kind of vicious-looking hit in – Thankfully, maybe not as bad an injury as I think a lot of us in the press box thought 
he landed on his head. This is not a good thing, but it's just the knee. Uh, he's been, I mean, moving around on the days that he's in. Uh, pretty looks pretty well. Uh, he had one moment, I guess Sunday, where he made a really good catch in the end zone and then kind of tumbled a little bit and came up a little gingerly. But I think maybe that should be expected. They, well, Illinois didn't think he'd be back at all at this point, so he's he's well ahead of maybe their expectations. Let's uh, talk defense a little bit. Not a strong point last year, to say the least. Gave up 63 points a few times. I think everybody scored 63. <laughs> <laughs> My memory of that. Feels like seems it. Like it seems like it was 63 every game. What have you seen so far defensively maybe that uh, has impressed you or surprised you or disappointed you even? Well, I, I'm writing about Bobby Roundtree for tomorrow and th- what the impact of him not being there is on the team. More from an emotional standpoint as much as on the field. But, of course, not having him there is huge in so many levels because – he was a practice player who was so good at that part. He really worked hard. Now everybody I've talked to about him says he drove you in practice, which is kind of kind of cool. From a guy that he really did that as a freshman. So he freshman sophomore, he was one of those leaders, which is hard to place. So I think I wanted to see how the ends do without him there. Without the he was kind of a crutch. Could have been a kind of a crutch for them. A guy that kind of kind of you know, stabilize this situation all the time so they don't have him. But I think if they do enough, you get close to what he did last year as a group, it'll be a by-committee deal. But I think I want to see the defensive line by the ends especially, how they can play. Scott, who's uh, who's filling in uh, for a roundtree spotter? Who are, who are some guys that are, are rotating, at least with the, the first-team defense at the uh, defensive end? Right now, the starting defensive ends, based on – Again, four days of camp. <laughs> uh, Owen Carney and Isaiah Gay with uh, Wally Batiku kind of maybe right. probably eventually will work his way into the I'm rooting spot. for him because he's the best talker on the team. <laughs> so I, I want him to have like 14 sacks this year. Yeah, so, but uh, the defensive line has had some struggles, I think, right. early in camp. And just generating a pass rush has been um, difficult. Which is a bit concerning. Uh, I think Lovey Smith was, might have to uh, change you know, how much he wants to blitz his linebackers because you know, last year uh, that didn't happen much at all. But based on you know the the returns from camp so far, a four man rush is just not going to get the job done. He's but, he's got guys a linebacker who would be 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 a problem for people if they do blitz. Jake Hansen to me. All the guys, Hardy, and they all can they all can cause trouble as blitzers. So I think maybe you're right. Maybe he'll have to decide fairly early. Not going to get enough pressure with only four guys. So have to do that and just figure out how it works the best. Hanson looks a little bit bigger to me. Yeah, he's again he's a guy that obviously missed time with injury and it's been tough. But he's a good player and he's a good guy that I think they can count on to do the right things in most cases, do be where he's supposed to be, make that tackle, bat the ball away, whatever. He's that guy. So he, he can be I, – I would th- could see him have a nice nice year this year. Phone line is open, 356-9397. If you'd like to join us, talk, talking Illinois football and basketball yet to come. The secondary, Scott, a lot of guys played young in the secondary, and maybe that's going to pay off. What have you seen from those guys so far? 
it's probably been the best group mm-hmm. you know, defensively, and they're making a lot of plays, uh, especially you know hauling in some interceptions. Which again, uh, there's been several balls thrown right to the, the <laughs> defensive player. I think you know Michael Marquez had another pick today, and he didn't move uh, an inch to get it. Like it was right to his hands. Well positioned. So what I would like to sure, say. Yeah, so maybe, sure, yeah. So maybe that's the thing. Uh, but yeah, that was a case of maybe you should have read the safety just sitting at the, the top of the defense and didn't. But you know, I think Nate Hobbs and, and Quan Martin have they locked in those starting cornerback spots. They've been pretty good. Tony Adams may very well have been the best player on the defense so far in camp. So they've got some experience depth there. Um Sidney Brown is not practicing right now. I think he got dinged up a little bit, but nothing you know, major at least that he's expected back. So safety, they're you know down a little bit, but I mean, at some point, like all of that experience should like pay off, and you know maybe Lovey will, will find you know, a, a group that he likes, you know, between four and six defensive backs because he's played essentially every single one he has on his roster at some point in the last two plus years uh, eventually you know finding maybe you know a little smaller rotation will help just get your best guys on the field the Illini football team will be back on the practice field Wednesday morning at 10 tomorrow is media day photo day for them they'll be back on the field which are uh, the practices are open to the public fan appreciation day is Saturday at uh, Memorial Stadium practice is four to six if you want to get over there for that as well. We'll take a time out here at 539. We'll talk some Illinois basketball. They're getting set to play their first game in Italy tomorrow about noon. They got a commitment over the weekend. We'll talk about that and more on Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. Stay with us. Monday Night Sports Talk rolls on 87 degrees. Feels like 91 on your way home, 542. With you until 6 o'clock. Phone line is open, 356-9397. Matt Daniels is here. Bob Ospessler is here. Scott Ritchie is here. The basketball team is not here. (laughs) But uh, they're having more fun than we are right now, although I'm enjoying the company of you guys. But I'm guessing whatever they're doing today is a little more exciting. Had a uh, little bit of a scrimmage in their last practice Saturday, Scott. Then, but before that, or during that, actually, they got a verbal commitment from a Division Three player who was visiting on that particular day, Austin Hutcherman, Hutcherson. Hutcherson. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Tell me what you know about him and what you've learned about him, Scott. Well, you know, based on what you know, he did on the court the last two seasons at Wesleyan University. Which in, is where? In Connecticut, not okay. to be confused with the Illinois Wesleyan, you know, in Bloomington. Uh, definitely a good shooter. Uh, he shot f- about 44% from three-point range as a freshman, and then I mean, if you round it up, about 40%, you know, as a sophomore, which was you know, significant. And he took uh, oh, several more shots per game, you know, from three, and he averaged 20 points, you know, like five rebounds, three assists, last year as a sophomore so definitely produced at the division three level um obviously the question is how does that translate to the big 10 or how much of that will translate um which we really won't know for uh another full season you, know, you won't be eligible until 2020 2021 but you know the last d3 transfer that i can think of in the big 10 uh that worked certainly was duncan robinson at michigan um there's not a lot of those guys that maybe make that 
that huge jump. And with that said, I think they should be eligible right away. Yeah, I mean, it's... If you go yeah. the other way, you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like... No, that's a good point. Definitely going to challenge himself, I think. Yeah. So, you know, why not? You know, we just... I just... NCAA, just let everybody play. How did he wind up on Illinois' radar? I mean, I think the thing is, he's a he's originally from New York City, so prime Orlando Antigua recruiting grounds. Um, I know, like, dealt with some injuries, like, late in his high school career that I think maybe derailed uh, a bit of his recruitment. Just wasn't seen as much, but uh, Antigua's all over the East Coast and has made that a, a priority for Illinois, obviously, with the number of guys that that he's landed so you know that that east coast trend just uh, continues and it'll be interesting to see a you know, full year from now you know what what austin hutcherson can do but we'll get a, you know, get a glimpse of him this season as he just practices and works out and he'll probably, probably be uh, in when you start your your coverage during the season scott and you, you do your live report at linehq.com and you're tweeting out i'd imagine austin hutcherson will lead your uh barrage of tweets indicating who was first on the court for for warm-ups yeah he'll probably i mean it'll be pre-warm-ups even he'll yes. be you're getting in his own individual workout it's kind of like the the typical schedule of guys that aren't playing you know get uh get some work o- on game day anyway they had a uh, practice as i mentioned the final practice before they flew out uh sunday let's talk a little bit about the, they had a little scrimmage there towards the end of that practice what'd you see there well, I think Alan Griffin probably made the yeah, he did. the most <laughs> the most plays and he was just all over the place especially you know on the offensive glass and I don't think I'll forget his tip dunk over Georgie uh, off a of, uh, Kofi Coburn miss uh, anytime soon it was They're probably not going to let Georgie forget it either. <laughs> well no, cuz after he made it, he like he just, like shoved Georgie and was, <laughs> was talking a little bit uh which you know I'm all for but if he does things like that he'll get on the court. I think Brad Underwood has shown that if you just, you know, make the right plays, do the hustle plays, like, he'll play you. And I guess probably the hope there is that he'll, Alan Griffin will also, you know, knock down a higher percentage of his three-point attempts in the, pro- in the process. Because as, you know, history as a shooter, but, you know, they just didn't, you know, come through on that, you know, at a high enough percentage last year. So and they're they're in Italy, uh, and, and you can read more about it in in Tuesday's News Gazette. Uh, Zach Griffith, the pride of Fisher in uh, Northern Champaign County, walk on former manager turned walk on forward for the Illini, entering his junior season, is gonna gonna write a diary for the News Gazette each day that Illinois is over there, and his first entries in the books because it's it's actually Tuesday over in Milan right now, uh, seven hours ahead. Yeah, just, All right, just, just after midnight. Just became Tuesday. But uh, you can read more about that. And, and Tuesday they landed, uh, I think, 9 a.m. local time over there, uh, which is about 2 a.m. here in Champaign. And uh, Zach wrote that for a guy that hasn't traveled very much, like, as far as he has, at least internationally, uh, the jet lag is real. So uh, th- he was dealing with that today. But uh, they had some pizza. Yeah, today uh, was kind of just an, an off day. And see, see nothing kind of the you know, organized team-wide. So you know, they just... Got some good food and yeah, they're checked out Milan. We are. How many how many glasses of wine do you think Brad Underwood's had so far? Well, they've been there a day, so <laughs> I think <laughs> a I mean, lot. wine one wine was lunch. one of his big goals for the for the trip. Um, so uh, enough, I think. Why wouldn't it be if you're going to Italy? Yeah, uh, 
I would just skip. I'd wine. skip out on the basketball and just uh, <laughs> and enjoy the food and the wine and uh, all the sights. See some sights, yeah. Before they left, Brad Underwood had some comments about uh, the upcoming trip and what he hoped to get out of it. I think the one thing that's really exciting about this this uh, this trip is you know, we're going to get guys like Alan. We're going to get guys like Tevi, and uh, we need a a. Uh, more assertive, more aggressive, Demonte Williams. Uh, Demonte's been uh, shooting the cover off of it in practice, and and uh, so we need to see those guys. Those guys have to have to step into that role for us to be as balanced as I, as, as I would totally hope to be. Uh, at some point, those are the guys that it has to come from. But we're going to look at lineups. We're going to look at some some different things. We'll play. Uh, you know, we, we've spent a little time playing zone. Uh, so we'll work on that a little bit, and, and uh, but uh, you'll see a lot of different starting lineups and a lot of different lineups as we uh, you know go throughout the ten days. Brad Underwood going to let the, some of the assistant coaches do the coaching. He says, so "We'll <laughs> see, we'll see if that actually happens." Scott, he's going to sit back with his arms crossed and and watch some of the practice or some of the games. Yeah, well, I mean, he said that's his plan, so I'll take him for at his word. But he also mentioned just. Doing so, like he can maybe see things a little differently, sure. because he's not totally dialed into you know, making you know, in-game adjustments and what have you. So, uh, be interesting to see uh, kind of his take on what he saw from his team as more of an uh, observer than coach. You know, once he gets back. Well, and you've got two assistants on his staff, and Jamal Walker and Orlando Antigua, who have had coaching experience. Jamal Walker, obviously, for a limited amount of time when. He was the interim coach at Illinois in uh, the 2017 NIT and then Orlando Antigua with his time at, at South Florida. So uh, he can rely on those guys. And then Chin Coleman and Jeff Alexander, I'm sure, will get in on on the coaching X's and O's uh, as well when they're in Italy. We had uh, Cassie Arner on the Saturday show. She talked about the return of Tailgrate, which was a competition. You may, you, Scott and Matt, you guys are too young to remember it, but... Uh, Bob and I remember back in the mid-'80s. It's kind of a neat thing. They've announced that uh, it is going to be back for the Nebraska game September the 21st. So a lot going in around that game. Hall of Fame weekend. Hall of Fame weekend, first Big Ten game. Don't know the start time of that game yet. Yeah, that could be a night game. Don't know yet. but uh, I mean, I hope it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I was just trying to set you up for the fact that it could be. Yeah, I mean – there haven't been any night games announced yet, which sort of worries me, but I don't know. Oh, 11? Sounds fine. 2.30? Oh, or 11. <laughs> <laughs> or 9, Scott. Why not? If you, I'll if be you there. Cover so. the Pac-10. You could do, do a 9 and 8. Pac-12, Pac Bob. Pac-12. There are three. Pac-14, whatever they are. There are three 11 o'clock games that we know of. The first two home games and the homecoming game against Wisconsin. So we'll start to get some of those times as we get closer. But tailgrate coming back, that is a thing where if you, you were around then, you might have remembered it. It was a competition. People voted on the best tailgate party, I guess. We won't. That'd be all of them. We're too busy to get a chance to vote on those But uh, during that time. I volunteered to be like the News Gazette representative judge. for the votes. Judge. Yeah. Now that you say that, you're going to have to write a story for Sunday's paper the day after the game off of tailgrate, just so you know, along with your other coverage in the paper. You heard it here first. This is our budget planning meeting as well. Just have that to look forward to. (laughs) (laughs) So that's uh, that's something interesting coming up for football. Back to basketball. 
I think we we kind of know what Illinois has in Io and Georgie even. Um, but some other guys, as Brad said, uh, need to step up. What, what are your thoughts of Kofi so far, Kofi Coburn? Well, I mean, he's obviously the largest human being Illinois has ever had play <laughs> basketball in, in its history. But And with that comes, I mean, I've said before, like if he gets the ball you're down low in a good position, there's not an easy way to stop him. I mean, I think that's as sure a thing of, of two points as you can you know, maybe even – you know, wish for, but I think it, during the scrimmage portion of that, that practice on Saturday, um, it hadn't been going very long, and, and Kofi was a little gassed, and you know, Brad mm-hmm. Underwood noticed and wasn't <laughs> particularly pleased. But I think that that's going to be a, a concern. He just uh, how much he's going to be on the court because so he's got two plus months to you know, keep working that conditioning with with Adam Fletcher, and because. He's a good basketball player. I mean, I've seen him, you know, watched him on TV in high school, saw him in person a couple of years ago. Like, he can do a lot of things on the court that, that are going to be good for Illinois, but he just needs to be on the court. To his defense, when Brad Underwood kind of called him out of being gassed after three minutes, he didn't take him out. He left him in there, and, and he seemed to respond to that okay. Yeah, so I mean, I just needed a, a reminder to <laughs> keep going hard, and uh, and he did. I mean, he, he had some 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 good moments. I mean, it, the scrimmage situation. It's because Brad Underwood could just stop play if he just didn't like sure. something, and I mean, and of course these guys have been only practicing against each other for several months now, so there's no real surprises on like what everyone's going right, to do. Right, and that's another benefit that tomorrow. They'll, they'll see some guys, they they don't have any idea what they're going to do, and vice versa. Yeah, I've been talking with Ayo DeSumo here recently, and like he feels like he's gotten better at finishing at the rim because he, he has gotten stronger and he looks bigger. But it's still tough because, one, his teammates know all of his moves, and two, I mean, they've had official – they got officials in for like the last few practices for Italy, but before that, I mean, they just knock each other around. Pretty much. I mean, that's every team kind of practices that way. Moving up on 555, Monday Night Sports Talk. We'll take our final break, and we'll be back with some final words after this. Stay with us. On Monday Night Sports Talk on WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, I'm Steve Kelly, Matt Daniels, sports editor is here, Bob Osmussen, Scott Ritchie. Talked a lot of Illinois football and basketball. That first game tomorrow, Scott, is about noon our time. So it'll be interesting to see what we can find out about it and how things go and look at the box score and all that stuff at some point. <laughs> yeah, because they play CUS and Subria, which <laughs> I didn't uh, – uh, the question mark at the end of that. What's uh, the line on that game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there probably is one. Probably. One. But uh, yeah, I know nothing about that team, and I don't think uh, Brad Underwood knows anything about them either. So just uh, – yeah. Roll the ball and let him play, I guess. He said the other day there's virtually no scouting report. Yeah. Either way, going either way. Uh, there's probably – you probably find more, you know, about the, the Netherlands national B team, maybe. <laughs> uh, just the fact that, I mean, it is a national team. So these guys have played for the Netherlands at, at some event. So, I mean, scour the FIBA website. But Are these games know. open to the public over there? <laughs> Who knows? Like, <laughs> I, I think so. I mean – 
But I'd just be curious if there's tourists in Milan and they stumble. Well, there's, there's eight, eight or ten college basketball teams. Yeah, there's a lot in of them there. Exactly. So if they want to watch college basketball, they <laughs> yeah. can find a spot to do it. Just get some advanced scouting. Because there's, there's three other Big Ten teams there, so I don't know, just a little advanced scouting for the year. If you want to give up, like, I guess maybe part of your vacation. <laughs> well, from our standpoint, it would be nice to be able to peruse a box score at some point and kind of see who did what and uh, what kind of rotations and lineups they they ended up going with. Yeah, just see, I don't know, how Alan Griffin, how Tevian Jones sure. do. All right, guys. Matt, Bob, Scott, appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. We'll do it again next week. How about that? I like it. Right here. Thanks, Dad Bond, as well. Right here on News Talk 1400, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. For the guys, I'm Steve Kelly. Thanks for listening. Have a good evening and a good week, everybody. Two more deaths add to the...